Hello and welcome to episode 249 of Three Bears in the Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Hello Colin, we're once again doing this from home, maybe not forever, maybe plans are oh. for, for episode 250, we might actually be able to touch each other. Yeah, well, <laughs> appropriately I hope. Um, oh, I've been seeing you for two and a half years, it doesn't matter, you're getting I'm, touched. <laughs> I'm game, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, I'm a hugger, so yeah, I'll, I'll take that shit, so I will. Um, 200, wow, 250, that's like a quarter of a century of episodes, man. Exactly, I've like, done so quarter, well. Quarter, quarter of a millennium, not even a century. It, we're, we're getting, we're, I'm like, I've got way too much spare time in my hands, that's really all it is, to be honest. Dude, it's a passion, man, it's like fucking 250. It's, it's nice, it's, it's nice so... over this time to, to make this time for each other, I enjoy the fact that yourself, you, you Barry, Stu, whoever, it's nice to have this moment. If once a week, just talk to a friend about movies. It's not something. It's something that's nice to carve out that we. I mean, we're all very busy to carve out that wee hour or it's, so per week. Is, is nice to have that wee hour. It, it's my happy place. It's my. It is. You know, it's just go to my wee happy place, have a wee chat, and then yeah. life's good. So yeah, chat about movies afterwards. Yeah, life's life's good. I can I can sleep on life's okay. Yeah. Yes, normally I do like doing it in person as we did for a long time, but um, actually tonight I'm not actually that unhappy with doing it at home because it is absolutely horrendous outside. I don't know what it's like at your part of the world. Yes, welcome to summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrible outside. Um, I forgot to wear a t-shirt today and I went out during my lunch at work with my jacket on and my nipples just told me it was cold. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's a typical Scottish summer, which is it's yeah. lovely, absolutely gorgeous weather. Oh, horrid. To keep the cold away, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, um, so I'm drinking um, a beer from the the OO Brewing Company, um, and this one's called a Porta Porta. Okay. Which uh, it's really it's quite hard to say Porta. It doesn't roll off the no. tongue. Uh, maybe after a few. Yeah, yeah. But it's a Porta Porta, um, and it's a five point four percent. Um, I think it's brewed exclusively for some some beer club um, by the OO Brewing Company, who are Danish, I believe. It's yeah, um, and it's a supporter. Is it nice? <laughs> Tesla porter. Sorry, yes, yeah, porters go. It's, it's it's not the worst. Thing. It's quite smooth. Um, yeah. A port. I always see a porter as like a kind of like a, a kind of shitty Guinness almost. <laughs> it's like almost a stout, but not quite. And it's almost yeah. like, it's for people who can't handle a stout essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's like a kind of dark, dark beer, but it's not too thick as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite nice. Nice kind of full body to it. Um, can kind of feel the alcohol in there because it's 5.4 it's just that wee notch above your your, your standard and yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's drinkable so it's, it's, it's drinkable Lovely. what are you drinking? well I've got one our friend Barry gave me it's from Northern Monk and it's from the Patrons Project um, and it's um, called Haze Outdoors and it's in conjunction with Bear Your Soul it's a hazy IPA and apparently the story about this because it's got quite a cool label that it's got off very to cool your label. story Oh, you fancy motherfucker. That's a guy putting his arms up and everything. Yeah. He's like, so what Barry tell me, this man's a very famous YouTube man um, who climbs things, um, as Barry, her friend, likes to do as well. He's mm-hmm. a man who likes outdoors. This guy had a thing where he climbed the three highest peaks in the Britain, but done it barefoot. Why? I think that's, that mark, was mark. kind of the question asked as well, and I never really got a definitive answer from him, Barry. Um, I guess it's kind of eat, pray, love type thing, but only, you know, with pain, but yeah, um, it sounds an absolutely horrendous thing to do, but he did it by all accounts. Um, and well, I guess bravo to him for doing that, but um, yeah, that was my major question of like, why you know, why, like, why yeah. do it? Yeah, no. I, I get the whole like, why climb the mountain because you because it's there, it, yeah, you know, it's like, but why, why climb the mountain barefoot? It's yeah. like, you know, it's because you're mental, yeah. 
it's kind of like, it's kind of reminding me of the tin cup line when he asked the recent tin cup and he asked Don Johnson, have you ever have you ever, um, done par using an eight iron? And Don Johnson goes, I never even thought to try. And that's yeah. I can't tell like this guy as well, like going, you know, you're playing every peak in Britain barefoot. Never even thought to try, to be honest. Yeah, it like, crossed my mind. Still, I wonder how many toes he's got left. It is my I, question. I assume he's just got a stump foot. <laughs> so it's just walking in bone. Yeah. <laughs> or like his, his soles are just like pure leather, like just absolute, just, you know, like. Well, um, one, one of the, the artists I listened to, Michael Franti, um, he's kind of a singer. It's really good. Check him out if you've never heard of Michael Franti. Um, used to do. Band called Spearhead. He's um he's one of these fellas that walks about barefoot. I think it's in protest or something. He's been doing it for years and years. And against Nike, apparently. When, when, <laughs> when you see his feet, it's, yeah, it's just this fucking black, dense fucking layer of tire rubber. Almost Ugh, no, that his skins became, and you're like, that's. Uh, I kind of get. I suppose, like you know, if I can evolution go back, you know, a few thousand years, that 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 was the norm. But you know. It's also the norm to die at 20 years old. I mean, I'm not wanting to continue yeah. that on as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And if you've got issues with Nike, you know what? Make your own fucking shoes. Uh, you know? yeah, just take buy some common. Reebok. Go ahead, do this. No, just, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. there's alternatives now. Yeah. You don't have to fucking... You know, homemade flip-flops. Do you don't have, yeah, you don't have to inflict this pain on yourself for no reason. Nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. As much as insane him doing it in the wilderness and walking over rocks, stuff like that, sounds painful. Yeah. I've seen people in the city walking barefoot, and that freaks me the fuck out. I just—it's like, why would you even walk? Like, oh, yeah. it gives me the creeps. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. You know, occasionally you see, you know, the kind of ladies after a night out and have got the heels and are carrying them, and I get that. You know, that's drunkenly. That's drunken. That's, that's walking that's, about in heels is, is probably more painful to walk. Probably yes. Barefoot. Not that we've not tried it. But yeah, it's I don't know if it's some new age hipster thing or, or you know some some crazy madness. Like um, Happy thing. Yeah, possibly. Um, moving on, I've got some some really sad news for you, my friend. Um, is it really Otter? It is really Otter. I saw that. Wasn't sure yes. If you'd heard or not. Um, so yes. I've just found out in the last couple of years that really Otter passed away. Um, yeah, sixty-seven. Really, that's 67. very young. Yeah, and apparently just died in his sleep. There seems to be no. You know, no, no rhyme or reason to it, just, yeah, just died in his sleep. Heart gave all the beats uh, I had to give, and that was him done, yeah. Which is, uh, I like really, uh, I, I think he kind of became a bit pigeonholed after Goodfellas. Um, he did, and he also became a sort of people would look for a really auto type, um, and yeah. that was sort of almost like a casting call. You want you want a really auto type without using yeah. really auto a lot of time. Yeah. I think he yeah. at times tried to get away from that, like not to just keep playing the same role, but he did do angry very well, he did. Um, um but I want to just move away from the, the, the kind of mobster really and go to, um, what was the film we'd done? It was with Christopher Lambert, Escape from sure. Pino Connolly. Pino okay. Connolly, I think it was called. And it's like kind of futuristic, you know, they're, they're kind of in this underground penal colony where, where Christopher Lambert's been put in. He wants to get back out his way, so he has to escape. And really, it's one of the guys that escapes with him and they, they escape through the jungle and stuff like that. And, All right. It was, it was good. It was fun. He's also very good in Copland as well. Have you ever seen that one with uh, Stallone? Copland with Stallone as well, yeah. Yep. Uh, Hannibal as well. Hannibal. I would not almost throw in there because he's only in it for literally five or maybe ten minutes in total. Um, but through the dreams, he sure is Joe yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, yeah. Right. So, can't yeah, get much really better than right. that, you know. It's so. a sad one, man. It kind of, yeah, it's like, oh, I, I don't want to see that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, is that, it one of the guys you go, I, 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 I can't see my a huge 
fan of all his work because he, he was very much in the gangster um, yeah. film. Yeah. And I'm, I've said it before to you said on this podcast, I don't really like gangster films. I'm really not, I'm not into them. But I do, mm. a good film is an exception to the rule. I do think it's yeah. rather absolutely phenomenal movie. And he is yeah. excellent in it, obviously. Amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I haven't really seen enough of his work on Fox. So, like, I'm I'm sort of more the guy who knows his work outside of the gangster. Outside, yeah. Like, it was just one, one of those, that for me, was one of those actors, like, whenever I seen him in something, it would, it would make me smile to him. Be like, there's really a lot of, you know, recognition was always... Yeah, he, he had a lot of, I think, from what I noticed in the, in the later parts, he had a lot of and really auto credits. Yeah, 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 it was becoming... Which... I don't, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I've never really figured that out, the, the and part. I don't know Sometimes it means you're only in it for a couple... I mean, you're basically been brought in as a sort of mercenary just to sort of boost its profile a little bit, but you're not, mm. not in it enough, but you'll be sort of... I mean, you can put them on the poster, essentially. It's kind of not giving you top billing, but it's giving you that special recognition almost. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something you used to get, like, back in the 70s, and a lot of time, like, special guest appearance by type yeah. thing. It's one of those kind yeah, of things. that kind of thing, yeah. It's, Always surprised me. Maybe you could, I'm trying to think and so I don't make a complete fool of myself. He was never in a Tarantino film and he seemed like a real Tarantino kind of one actor for that. Yeah, yeah, no, t- totally. You can imagine him popping up like Jackie Brown would have been a perfect ideal for him. He can imagine playing the Keaton role in, in the Keaton role in, in Jackie Brown. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I could see him in Tarantino universe. It's, it's, it's kind of a that's it. He never actually made it into. Yeah, um, that's what. That's what I think we're going to have. To, I really, I can imagine him in a Tarantino world. I don't know. Even you look probably really good in Reservoir Dogs. If you put him in there somewhere, could ease, he could easily have been the Michael Madsen role. Yeah, character quite easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, the, the, the most memorable role um, for me is is apart from him, the fellas is, is um, Hannibal. Hannibal. Getting his brain eating, brain eating out, yeah, yeah. Well, probably he's just sitting there looking at his face like, What the fuck? Like, that, that, was, <laughs> that was nuts. That was like, What the fuck is happening here? That was crazy. crazy. So, RIP, really, oh, yeah, oh. very sad. Man, two weeks in a row, I've had to eulogize someone, yeah, yeah. Um, well, fingers crossed uh, that, that we don't have to do it for a while longer, yeah. yes. Hopefully, there's no one else that really comes across our radar anyway. They're very, very sad. Um, I've not watched anything of interest at home. Um, nothing has been across my uh, radar. Um, other than a couple of things we're going to talk about later on. Um, I, well, other than I did rewatch Predator for the first time in a long time. And um, it still holds up remarkably well. Still holds up very well. It's got a lot, <laughs> it, you, you forget how much testosterone it's got in it. Oh, um, shit, yeah. And also on Netflix just now, you've got Jackass 4.5. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah. Have you watched it? <laughs> Oh, I've seen it in the cinema. No, um, but this is totally different. Jackass 4.5 is totally different. Is it? It's oh. all different stunts, all kind of behind-the-scenes stuff as well, and it's all talking to them. Talking. It's a completely different movie. They've done, oh. they done it for two... They've done 2.5, 3.5, 4. So it's all completely new stuff. Like, some of the stuff like stuff they've cut out, so they do the thing with, for example, remember the, the, the sports women are basically the hockey player, the softball pitcher, and mm. uh, what was the other one they had? American football? No, it wasn't American football. Lacrosse, hockey, softball, and something else. But I can't remember what it was. But anyway, they had that. So in this one, they've also got like a tennis player doing it to them, like taking aim at them. And they also have a, a champion, like 10 pin ball. He sort of sits at the end of the bone with his sort of legs. Oh, sort of... <laughs> so, there is also an absolutely just dis- one. I'm not a huge fan of disgusting ones, but never and again, it is fantastic when they do one. It's called Who's the New Big Massive Guy They've Got in It? Oh, I know who you mean. It's not, not they the, do something of, the, the new Preston almost. Yeah. yeah so they do that, yeah. but they, they turn them into, they basically use them as a, like, uh, 
sushi, they sort of tuck sushi stuff in his body, wrap him in cling film, get him to run about so it's all kind of like cooked, semi-cooked. Then they've got to eat it off his body. It's, it's fucking, it's horrendous. It's absolutely oh. horrible. But in the same way, also quite... And also there's a couple of the ones where like, they had an idea to do something, but it just never quite worked out. And one, one, the one that Steve-O's got is generally absolutely revolting. And the fact that he, he commits to keep trying at it, it's like, why? Like this, no one can give up on this. It's disgusting and horrible. Stop doing it, you know? So, I, I would love to be a fly in the wall in their brainstorming sessions. I don't. I would know. Like, it would be horrific. fucking nuts, you know, just to see the conversation of where these ideas, obviously, you know, they don't, the, the, they come from their mind. Uh, I mean, just just hearing that all fucking turning into one of these mental mental scenarios. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I watched but, Jackass four point five and I watched Predator. You texted me to say Jackass four, and I just I, my brain just went tell you ever seen the cinema it's on. Yeah, no. I didn't realize. Right, okay, I'll get on that and I'll, I'll speak to you. You'll enjoy it. it. Yeah, it's very much the same chat. as what you normally get from Jackass. Yeah, so you'll be very yeah. happy with it. Um, yeah, predator, predator, predator is just—you can smell the, the the musk from your screen. You can you almost smell the old spice as you as you yeah, watch it. Yeah, but just that bit where they lock hands and it's just a shot of the biceps. Yeah, there's no. It's just—it's just there to make you feel less yeah. humid, like less of a yeah. man in there. Oh, hundred percent. Fantastic, and Bill Jukes, I love Bill Jukes, and yeah. Bill Jukes is, is amazing. He steals the show for me. So you watched that? That was my, that was my home movie watching. What about yourself? Anything interesting? Uh, my home movie watching um, was the, the the Bird Box. So my fourteen year old daughter decided she wanted to watch something scary. She wanted to watch Scream, um, which apparently is not on any any platform. Um, because it's in the set because it was just come out in DVD. They're going to try and release a DVD, so they don't want to be on a platform. They want to try and get to buy the box set. Yeah, um, and I was going to buy all the DVD, and even pre-owned it. it was like a ten or so. I was like, you're not, so it was like you're not watching Scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that that's what. Anyway, so buy buy actual media when it's cheap because it will yeah, never go away. Yeah. Um. So we set we settled on um the Bird Box. What other um, options? Other than Bird Box, what were the other options you threw? Um. She, well, she was she wanted to watch um Friday the Thirteenth. Um. And. Initially, I was like, well, you know, it's not really horror, it's more slash, but then I was thinking there's sex scenes in it, and I'm not foolish, yeah. but, you know, I'm just, I, I don't want to be sitting with my 14 year old daughter, you know, and there's teenagers, you know, copulating, and, you know, I'm like... Oh, absolutely fair, absolutely fair. So I was like, you know, let's play it safe, so, you know, not not too scary, not too intense, I thought, let, let's go with Bird Box. Um, so yeah. I've seen it before, um, when, it, when it first came out, which was... Mm. Three or four years ago. Three or four years ago, yeah. So, revisited that, and um, sad to say it's not proved to age. It's still no. very mediocre. Still very mediocre. It's not, it's not a bad film, but it is, it's not a, a good adaptation. It still feels like a rip-off of um, Quiet Place. Like almost like, well, in Quiet Place, they can't make uh, a sound, and yeah. this one, they can't see. Let's, they, let's they, take an all sense away. Yeah. It also feels very, very Stephen Kingish as well, the way they yeah. do it, the back and forward, the, the, the you know, the kind of characters, you know, there's yeah. one, there's two, there's three, stuff like that as well. Yeah. So it feels very Stephen King as well. Um Bullock is always faultless, um, you know. Um and great cast in it as well. You know, you forget like John Malkovich and stuff is in there as well. Mm. You know? so it's got a, a really good cast. Um um and Machine Gun Kelly. What <laughs> Why is that? Give us guy. Anyway, that's just me. The, the, um, the Batman is banging Meg, uh, Megan Fox. I mean, he, he sort of, he's, he's, if we don't understand him, he's winning at life. I think. He, he, 
He, he doesn't he care. Does no shit what you think of him right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I, I realised that I hadn't rated it um, I, I, when when I initially watched it. Um, okay. So I, I revisited and re-rated, and it got a five out of ten. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it that. So. Um, out with that, just just my usual um, bag of golden girls and <laughs> stuff like that. I've been watching as well. Um, so, yeah, you're 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 really watching. Your your TV watching is is erratic at best. Um, <laughs> it is it is very erratic. I know. I know. Um, before we start on the films we both watched, to get it off your chest. You saw Top Gun Maverick. We can oh, talk my... about it. We are going to talk about it more next week. Okay. Okay. Right. Did so you I'll enjoy do... it? I'm assuming you enjoyed it. Mate, right. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the score out there just now, right? Okay. Just to ten out of ten. All right. Okay. Ten out of fucking ten. Um. Right. So, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, a fifty year old man. So, Top Gun hit, you know, when, when, you know, I, I was right for it, man. You know, I, yes. I was homoerotic. Everything. I was. You, you're already, all, you're already, right. you're primed to be a, to be a homoerotic <laughs> man in the, in the U.S. Navy. That's what you're primed for. Yeah. Shut off. Played volleyball. I was there. Yeah. Um, and I think this is now officially um, the longest gap between a film and its sequel as well. Apparently, that's what I read. Um, was the voice? Is that a sequel, not a sequel? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a sequel. It's returned to Oz. I think that was. I think it was as far as that. I'm not sure. Check. See. You keep talking. Um, I'm gonna check. But um, so, so it's been a long time anyway, like 34 years. Um, yes, it's been a long time. From, I'm not denying that. From Top Gun, um, and. Obviously, you know, how, how's it going to hold up? Is, is it just going to be another one of these, you know, they're throwing it out there, it's a moneymaker and stuff like that, and I was like, there's not going to be a film here. So wrong, dude. Um, the full movie gave me a big smile in the full way through. Runtime, two hours and 11 minutes, and you know what, dude? It, it was, boom, gone like that. It was so, so invested in it. There was no, it didn't leave up at any time at all. Um, just wow! Um, I, I'm excited for you to see it because you're not into Top Gun the way I am. Um, I rewatched Top Gun for the first time in 20 years this week. Did you? Oh, so you're, you're setting yourself up for it? I, I don't yes. need to rewatch Top Gun. I've, I've lived Top Gun. <laughs> okay, um, and the, the thing I can absolutely tell you that I got from Top Gun was Hot Shots is a far better movie than Top Gun. So I'm glad Top Gun exists so that Hot Shots can exist. <laughs> That's really I, all I, I got I, from quite, it. Possibly agree with you actually because I'm a massive fan of both Hot Shots movies. Um, I absolutely adore both of them. It, it, yeah, I get it. But um, yeah. no, dude, this this is amazing. Um, you, you know all about you know the, the flying. There's no CGI yes, and stuff yes. like that, and it, it's breathtaking, man. It's proper, just wow. Um, when you're going to see it, get the biggest screen you can, um, and and just and enjoy the ride, dude. It's the blockbuster we've, we've been waiting for for the past three years. Um, okay, that, that, I have read some very interesting people who people who I who I enjoy their um, take on film, who would not necessarily be in the bag for this type of film, who would not normally be sort of raving about it, have actually been very strong on it, um, yeah. which definitely intrigues me um, as to what it's like. I've heard a few people have actually heard it compared to um, Fury Road in terms of just this unrelenting action movie that sort of like just sort of dra- drags you along at that kind of high pace. It, it, yeah, it doesn't let up much. It, it does, there is lulls in it, you know, but it, it, at no point in the two hours does it labour, honestly. It just mm-hmm. starts and it finishes and you don't realise that time period has elapsed. It just goes and, and takes you with it a full way. Um, great fun. And, I mean, the plot, you'll know, I guarantee if I said to you tell me the plot, you'd be able to tell me it without seeing yeah. the movie. 
doesn't no. matter. It's it's just a perfect popcorn blockbuster. I mean, I mean, perfect. It's glorious. I cannot wait to speak more about it. I'm I'm excited as hell. Okay, well, so right. I'll, I'll stop there. Getting back to getting back to your um your statement of being the big gap between the sequels. Um, you're wrong. Um, entirely wrong. If you want to get really technical about it, you get something like Bambi. There's a, a sequel to Bambi um, in 2006. So that was a 63-year gap between films, but that's straight to video. Okay, so we're not going to count yeah. that. Yeah. So we yeah. get down to that, and we go to Wizard of Oz, which came out in 1939. Return to Oz, a sequel came out in 1985. That is 45 oh, years. Okay, cool. I'm going to. I'll, I will. I will write a letter of complaint and discuss to the Guardian tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Colin, you are wrong, pal. I will let him know. Yes, sir. You 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 duped me. You gaslighted me. Biggest gap no between our Tom Cruise sequel, possibly that could be the <laughs> quite possible. But um, no, like I say, you know what you're going to get, um, but it exceeds what you think you're expecting. That that's what I'll leave. I'll leave it right there. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm excited to see. It. I'm going to see it in a big super screen as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Brilliant, brilliant, cool. Anyway. Um, Anyway, moving on. Let's go on. films we're both seen now, okay? Yes. So, up first, one that I was extremely excited about, text you about it, and you <laughs> do it uh, in some way. Um, and that film is Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which I'm going to give you, I was not excited about it much myself when I first heard about it, but then I looked a bit deeper into it, and there's reason why I was excited, okay? Okay, okay. So, directed by Akiva Schaefer, who is a man behind um, directing Lonely Island stuff. Yeah, and yep. also directed pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping, Stop. which is Never possibly one of the best stopping, movies yeah. of the past like ten years, and everyone, no one really watched, but it is phenomenal. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a phenomenal yeah. film. So he's in it. He directed it. I think he's involved. Obviously, the one thing I involved the writing process as well. So I was quite intrigued by what they can bring to something like this. The plot is it's it's very meta. Uh, Chip and Dale are real. It's a world. It's a it's a it's a. Roger Rabbit type world where yes, yeah. the humans live side by side. Chip yeah. and Dale were actual chipmunks who lived in the world. They're two D animation. Act, acting chipmunks. Yeah, two, <laughs> so, so they basically go to Hollywood, become big, get the Chip and Dale show that we all remember as kids, or you as a young teenager remember. <laughs> you know, I, I think an older adult. Older right? adult. Okay. <laughs> the show comes to an end because they, the two of them sort of fall out, go their separate ways. One of them still trying to keep a life going as a celebrity, the other one sort of resigned himself to a life of non-celebrity. Um, anyway, part of the main story is that there's a sort of collector of cartoons who's stealing cartoons, modify them in a weird way, um, and then put them into like sort of crap B-movie retakes of the movie. So they might kidnap yeah. Flounder, change something on his face, and then turn it into like, what is it, the yellow fish and fish woman story. You know, essentially yeah. a little mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, this idea behind it. So they yes. have, one of their friends gets kidnapped. It's the um, Mouser, is it? Cheeser? No, Mouser. I can't believe it. It's, a, it's yeah. the, pilot, yeah, the, the, pilot. the Australian one. Yeah. The Australian yeah. one. He gets kidnapped. <laughs> so Chip and Dale have to reunite um, in order to try and find out who has kidnapped him and try to rescue him. And that's just, and it's their buddy story of sort of reconvening after long years apart. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. You've got Andy Samberg. He plays Dale, I think. John Kiki Lane plays a detective in it, um, who's sort of a human detective who helps him out. Uh, you've also got Will Arnett playing the sort of main bad guy, who's, a, who's an older version of the Peter Pan from the Disney films, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, you've got Eric Banner playing the Aussie 
um, Chipmunk Mouse, friend, Mouse yeah. friend. Um, <laughs> we've also got Seth Rogen playing a playing a, a, a warlock from like Age of Warcraft type thing. Mm-hmm. Dennis Haysbert playing Flipper, I think it is, or Flipper, Flipper or something. The weekend kind of like fly like, thing, like, yeah, thing. yeah. Um, and you also get J.K. Simmons playing like a putty detective who's like sort of a cartoon detective in this human world. Yes. Um, so this is insanely more enjoyable than it has any right to be. Okay, in my opinion, I thought it has every right to be absolutely atrocious. Yes, yeah. I enjoyed. It had very, very strong Roger Rabbit vibes throughout it, and I, as a big fan of Roger Rabbit, I really yeah. enjoyed and embraced that. And I thought, I thought it was really well done. The plot is much like you're saying about Top Gun. It is completely formulaic and offers very little in it. But yeah. there's just some absolutely magnificent side gags and sort of stuff that's sort of in the background that just plays absolutely brilliantly. There's, they have the shit Sonic, which yeah. I thought was a brilliant plot point as well. I don't know how they got it in, but it was amazing. They, they got it, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. They have the quite amazing E.T. versus Batman, which, was, <laughs> which made absolutely no sense, but was magnificent in every way. It was there as well. Yeah. yeah um, but that's where the strength of Flick is. It's in the detail. There's so much on in every single frame that you kind of find yourself just chuckling and giggling along throughout it, I thought. You, you keep noticing little things um, which, that I really liked. Um, and I thought the voice cast all very good. Like John Mulaney was obviously, he was Spider-Ham. And, um, mm. uh, uh, the Spider-Verse, Spider-verse yeah. I'm sure yeah. Andy has done voice work as well. I can't really remember for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think he, he has. Done. Yeah, he does yeah. very good. Um, I like to do stuff with like they make a they take the piss out of the like you're in the valley it's like the uncanny valley stuff they're doing that I thought that was really well yeah, done yeah the, the kind of weird fucking like, glazed uh, over express, yeah, express yeah. look about it yeah. um, I just thought it was a really fantastic family film it does what a family film should do the kids can watch it purely as like it's little fucking chipmunks running about being funny and adults can enjoy it for all the kind of there is there's some innuendo there's some kind of good sight jags that works really well and I think that's what really got um that I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. And okay. and I and with such low expectations because of what you expect a kind of reboot of this kind of thing to be, that I think that you know made it a lot more enjoyable for me than what I expected to be. But I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Colin, please don't shit on my dreams. Um, I'm gonna shit on your dreams. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Um I, I made it to. I, I didn't watch it all because I. Oh, why not? Uh, Come on. Because it, it's fucking shit. I'm sorry. It's good. Uh, it's fun. I made it. I made it to the part where the the girl mouse and the fly are married and have kids. And at that <laughs> point, I bailed. I was like, I can't do this anymore. That made me laugh. Like, that made me I laugh. Cannot fucking do this anymore. <laughs> uh, I'll give you Sonic. I'll give you that. That that was clever. Batman ET. I'll give you as well. Um, I, I'm the opposite. You are just think it was too on the nose it was just too many references boom 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 it was just right. some just references for the sake of it Fair i enough, kind yeah. of felt at times i didn't get the animation style at all um, See, i liked it, it the idea like sort of like so in it chip is 2d but dale is 3d but he's been upscaled to, because to, he's yeah. like paid for it because he wants it to yeah. well. Aye, so i bet not not just that it's like in like roger rabbit and stuff there's like a blending do you know what I mean? Where, where, okay, it didn't quite. I'll give you that. It didn't, it, it didn't quite. It was, the same it, it was always like they were always superimposed. Yes, I I'll like. give you that. Yes, and and yes. It, that kind of jarred me a lot. I couldn't enough, yes. see past that. Um, right. See, the, the, I mean, you're right in what you're saying. Every scene has a reference. Um, you know, somewhere, um, be it a post on the wall or or, or, a, or a line or yeah. a character name drop. So every scene's got that. And I mean, 
literally every fucking scene. Yeah. They've obviously worked hard at, at kind of working out in there, but I just found it got tedious after that. I was like, Fair enough. I get stop that. Stop now. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, I really did try to, um, you know, kind of, you said watch it and it was a Friday night. I was watching it and I just got to that point where, you know, the, the mouse and flies had babies and I was like, no, I can't. I, <laughs> I just, I just can't take it anymore. Um, and, and I had to stop. I, and I did kind of strongly consider finishing it off and I was like, I can't. I just couldn't. I <laughs> oh, couldn't. And- Commit to it. I'm sorry, dude. I did try, man. I get. I mean, you you know me. I you know I watch it, but I was just I could not. I just couldn't keep going, with it, man. I was like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Sorry, man. I'm so, I'm sorry, dude. Oh, that's upsetting. I thought you would like it. I dug it. I thought it was really fun. Sorry. And I'd like to see it with an audience who are like sort of like-minded people. I think would have got a lot from it. It felt weird yeah. watching it at home. That felt a bit odd. It felt like yeah, maybe a bit like that one, like when we saw Dora and stuff like that. You get a right kind of. Atmosphere, or what was the one gem and holograms we saw? Yeah, but yeah, the right possibly right in the if you're in a it, you might get yeah. it. I did think stylistically it was weird how they did seem to be separate, they were part of the human world, but as I say, it was almost like they were tied onto it, you know, like, like stick, stuck on it rather yeah. than. And did it did feel quite as integrated as it was, say, in um, Roger Rabbit? Roger, Roger Rabbit, I, you know, like he, you know, he was. Part of the surroundings, whereas with yeah. us, you know, the surroundings were behind them. They they were, you know, stuck onto the screen almost. Um, and that that really really jarred me. Um, maybe I'm just being a dick. Do you know what I mean? And I can't, you know, my child didn't come through, but I, I, I couldn't. Man, I, I, I tried it. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Out of ten. I'm sorry. I'll give it a three out of ten. Okay, um, I'm giving it a seven. A seven out of ten. Oh, right. So after that, down to. Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. There, there, there you go. I think, um, I don't know if kids... We get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even on, you know, just like a daft cartoon level, because I don't know what kids wouldn't know who Jeff and Dale were. Well. I said that about Sonic. Who's watching Sonic? Yeah, yeah, true yeah. enough, true. Parents yeah. making kids watch it, that yeah. it becomes their... I like this when but I was a it, kid, you'll like it, that kind of thing. But then so- Sonic's been churning out video games, you know, constantly. Where, whereas this, this is maybe... I mean, Rescue Rangers was, oh God, 19, two, early 2000s? Possibly? God, no, early 90s, man. Early 90s. Was it? Right, so, so I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my kids weren't even fucking born then. Do you know what it's I mean? True. So they had um, But yeah, I just, I just, I tried, man. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. Find my, my feet were at all, man. Sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Right. Fair enough, man. Sorry. Anyway, can't hold I, I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I you knew can it. bring, bring <laughs> Memory down. I thought we'd like it. Anyway, <laughs> on to another one, which is on, now currently on. So, Chip and Dale Refugees is on Disney. Plus, the next yeah. one we're talking about is on Sky Documentaries. Um, it's a two parter. It's a George Callan American Dream, um, directed by Judge a- Judd Apatow and Michael Bonfilio, who did a p- couple of 30 for 30 documentaries. I think they did one um, about. Gary Shandling as well. So they're, they're very invested in the, in the documentary world as well. Plot it's a two-parter. It's essentially it's about the, the life and career of George Carlin, um, the George, yeah. actor, writer, you know, general Renaissance man. The um, just, tour, yeah. Yep. Yeah, just a man it just covering his entire career. Um, and in it, you've got like people like obviously his daughter, Kelly Carlin, you get Patton yeah. Oswald, Chris Rock, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, John Stewart, Stephen Colbert. I, Jerry Seinfeld, everyone, yeah. any, anyone, everybody, anyone, much, everybody's in the yeah. the past 20 or 30 years has popped up in this thing. Um, so I'll start on this one again. Um, I'm a huge Carlin fan, like I've been a Carlin yep. fan since I've heard Carlin was about 13 years old and I've loved them pretty much ever since. Um, yep. I'm definitely more the Carlin. I, I actually enjoy all of I've came to, to enjoy all of Carlin as I got older, like I like the stuff from like. 
the seventies when he's like Toledo Window Box and the Class Clown. But yeah, my, my first Carlin is more stuff like um, uh, I, Angry Carlin. Angry Carlin, yes, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of Carlin. You know, it's it's bad for you type Carlin. You know that kind of yeah, you know, that kind of one. So when he's he's really he's very angry. He's sort of like the proper. You know, sort of. So that was my first column, but I'm not a huge fan. This what I'm going to make about the talk does a good job of going through all. He's had maybe five different stages of his career, you which know, I didn't realize. I didn't know of it either. No, he, he reinvented because yeah. I, I mean the, the stuff that was on. So I've seen the first part of the oh, documentary. Yeah. You've seen both parts, yes. Yeah, so so um, yeah, I didn't realise that you know he started out in, in radio and stuff like that. that, that the DJ all... worked in radio yeah. in the art in the navy, and then he mm-hmm. became like sort of kind of like just sort of like almost Bob Hope type, you know, sort of one liner, right. kind of silly voices essentially. Yeah, um, yeah, very straight, playing to the country club audience, very white audiences, very sort of very um, waspish audience. Would you yeah, say? no, no swearing, no, no profanity, swearing, you know no mean? profanity, was, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he almost he also even took like a sort of is in that Saturday night cavalcade type show. I don't yeah. know. That, and he sort of like has to play almost so deadpan and straight and sort of just wholesome almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, that so and then he eventually sort of reinvents himself as a sort of the hippie Josh Carlin that we all kind of um got to know that was in like class clown, class clown into the window box and um so one big famous one back then was it. Oh, what words you can't say? Yes, yeah, that that one. No, the hippie stuff came first. Then he had the. Words you can't say, we became kind a of sort of proponent for free speech and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Then he almost yeah. became like you probably at this point, like when you've got, you became a bit of a joke. Almost people were sort of laughing at him, not with yeah. him. And he sort of became See, well, um, there, there was a scene in it just to, to, towards the end of the first um, episode where Rick Moranis is, is doing Josh Carlin, yeah. And that 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 stung me, man. I'm ah, like, no. felt sad because I love Rick Moranis as well. And I'm like, Rick, what are you doing? Um, but again, you know, comedians ask what they do into it, is you know, that's pot shots and you know that, yeah. that, that's the business but yeah that, that that got me man i was like no not not rick man yeah like, rick's lovely do you know what i mean and he's he's been bad to george callan yeah. um also cheech martin as well saying you know george callan's no longer relevant like, oh, yeah fuck, fuck you but man he, um, he became a bit of a joke and, and, and what mm. like the documentary was it didn't really touch it didn't really shy away from that it didn't always just put the hits and yeah. very much oh, well, that's life. what I was going to say. This was what's and all because um, I, I didn't realise, you know, how how far under he was in terms of like, kind of drugs um, and his wife alcoholism. And yeah, I, it, it doesn't pull punches. You know, no. it, it, it's a proper expose. You know, cause yeah. deep into the, the psyche of the family oh. and kind of what it was doing to him and stuff like that as well. So it's a, it's a tough watch, man. It's, yeah, and apparently you must say the second part's more about the sort of the reinvention in the nineties when he became sort of the counterculture angry at the government type guy, mm, and then he sort yeah. of comes that guy that he says he has no investment in the human race, he just wants to sit back and watch it destroy itself. He became he became a total nihilist essentially. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there is comedians on it who do talk about him who aren't always blown to say. I couldn't go with him on that. Like it's sort of like it's um, particularly Stephen Colbert says that was a step too far. It became yeah. I couldn't like as a performance art where he doesn't believe it, but he's doing it as a show. And he goes, I don't think Carl would be that guy who would do something just for the money to make it that yeah. way. But yeah. um, it's so dark, and it's sort of if it doesn't, be, if it people don't get the funny of it, it becomes so dark and horrible. It's like how can yeah. you even talk like that type thing? So yeah. it yeah. doesn't pull. But people are critical of his work, and which I think is interesting to put that in a documentary. And, and when you're trying to sort of show his life uh, about pretend I mean I'm going to I'm going to assume Judd Apatow's got a massive amount of respect for oh, him oh yeah so huge amount of respect you know, and love so yeah to, to cover as you say the, the, the yeah. kind of darker side of it as well yeah. that's brave as well you know yeah. it's not just a love letter to George Carlin it is a 
you know, it's a proper, you know, here's the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the oh. horrors. It, it just gives you all. Um, what it made me realise as well is um, I'm like a massive, massive fan of Bill Hicks. Yeah. And I've only, just watching the Carlin stuff that I've seen on this document so far, I, I realise how much of an influence he was on Bill Hicks, like, and his, his mm. persona, um, you know, he, how he dresses, how he acts, yeah. how he talks. Um, it, 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 Bill Hicks, you know, really borrowed a lot from him. Like, Interestingly, insanely. Um, in it, he, he talks about and he's like the sort of the fifth reinvention becomes the sort of the, the political angry guy. Mm. He's and how in, in Carlin said he was inspired by Sam Kinison. Mm. That's what he got because he saw he saw Kinison as a guy who he wants he doesn't want to be competing with that. He wants to be something like that, not the same and not run him out. But he wants mm-hmm. to have that anger and that fury, and he, and he sort of he saw that as what he could do. So it was Kinison inspired him. So it's interesting, sort of like. Callum would inspire the young, and then he'd be inspired by by the, the, the young. I mean, yeah, so it's interesting yeah. to see that. And um, um, the I've, second part of the documentary you'll like as well, because it's talking not only about their part of his career, it's also talking about the, how he's still so fucking relevant. You know, yeah. like oh yeah, you, saying, like, you don't you, you don't pull like Billy Conley or Chris Rock clips from the, the start of their career and go, oh, this guy was stolen the money back then, he's still relevant now. The joke is still funny, but it doesn't have the same cultural impact. Yeah. But the stuff Callum is talking about in like 1990. That you go, he was a hundred percent correct with how what the fuck yeah. happened in the world. Yeah, and yeah, with a part if you put that overlaid it onto you know like, like, like Boris Johnson or, or the abortion you know, issue and things uh, like that, you know, it's sort of the gun control it, has it it, happened it, now. It's, it's it's completely it's scarily relevant. You know, uh-huh. it's almost prophetically relevant. Aye, I, I would say. Um, I've not seen the happier stuff yet, and I do hope you touch on it because I know he was the voice of um, Thomas Tank in that. He was the American they do talk about star. He talked about why he does that. He sort of he wanted yeah. to make a home. Yeah, he, he, him and his wife had lost. So they, we basically went from a good life to a crap life. He wanted to pursue his dream, but they had no real savings and all that kind of stuff. So they talk about that. You know how he went. He took like sort of a, like a sitcom job, just given. I want to be. I want to believe something for my wife and kids. Yeah, yeah, but it's quite, quite touching. Which, as a documentary, I was thinking as well. It's, I think it needs the two parts because it's, it's, it's got so much information in it as well. The man's career spanned fifty years. You can't yeah. condense that down in eighty minutes. So you just, you, you, you couldn't yeah. cover half of what. Yeah. He was and what he was trying to be. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't yeah. cover it in that amount of time. Definitely. And it is well paced, and I think at the the cut off point is quite natural. So I do feel like it didn't feel like it had to watch straight away. You could. Watch one part on like a Monday, go away, do some stuff, and then come back the next couple of days and go and yeah. re- rejoin it. And it felt like a, a proper jumping on point again. So, yeah. I, thought was, I just thought it was a really excellent documentary. Again, I, I know a lot about the guy, but even I got a lot yeah. bit more than I expected from it in terms of like the yeah. dark, like sort of his personal life. Yeah. And the yeah. kind of the, the, the we'll see them so straight edge, it's just so very odd. It's uh, very, the, very the, strange. The bit that really jarred me was um and the, the first one is the bit where you can hear the recordings just screaming and shouting and you know it's just demented man it's just Aye. fucking in his head man there's, there's something going on a fight going on in there and it's yeah. the rage the anger it was proper frightening but what it does though is because he's funny it will give you wee snippets of you know his, his shows and you're laughing and then it just hits you with this, you know, this darkness and it just brings you right back down again Aye. and then lifts you and then down and up and just it's roller coaster all the way but through. That's a, that's a genius of his stand-up when you're watching it. And it, is, it he said himself, I think, I can't remember if he said it or somebody else said it, he's not, he's not a stand-up, he's not telling jokes, he's not the guy who does that anymore but later on in his career. He wasn't working with the crowd, he wasn't getting crowd involvement or mm. anything like that. He was, he, uh-huh. it was almost performance art. He, he had like a sort of, 
a script he went out with and you sort of just fire us at people and people sometimes yeah. weren't expecting it so you had yeah. to, you could do the sort of the political stuff and make you think and make you holy fuck and then you had to go and now we'll do five minutes of fart jokes which would still be funny and it would still nail yeah. completely but cool. it's after Aye. talking about abortion and things like that for like 10 minutes yeah. like, holy fuck what a or they'll do or you, know, you know silly noises and stuff like that uh-huh. like, but, but yeah it's funny um, just the for, tune in the radio for, silly noise is amazing by the way. You doing the tune in the radio, really, that was phenomenal. Really, really funny. Um, just for the uninitiated, um, George Carlin, if, if you don't know him as a comic, um, you probably know him from probably most famously, I would say, is Rufus from Bill and Ted. Yes, uh, is probably the most famous, or if not, maybe Dogma from Jersey Girl as well. And Jersey Girl, so that's probably you know, if you're not into him as a comedian, that, that's where you may be known from. But if, if anyone that's listening, if you've never you know delved into the world of George Carlin, find some stuff on YouTube. He, he's a really funny guy, and as Richard said, he nailed it. He's, he's still extremely relevant. I mean, he's been dead for 15 years, 18 years. He died when I was in Australia. I remember, I remember yeah. walking, I remember hearing about it. I was walking in Fremantle in Australia, I found out about it, and I was, yeah, like, so, I was genuinely so, heartbroken by it. 18 years and, you know, his material is going to be relevant for the next 100, 200, 300 years. Kind it's, of, unfortunately, it'll be relevant for the next 200 years. That's the kind of problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's nice. Yeah, yeah like, so a lot of stuff I didn't know. And it's good seeing that side of Carlin. Yeah, well, not good seeing that side, but it's interesting seeing, you know, the, the, the kind of answers. It was really weird when it had his mum there as well, because you, you can see where he got his speech patterns and stuff like that from as well, when you see his And his dad, talking. apparently, as well. You don't hear his dad, but apparently his dad yeah. is a bit of a public speaker as well. Yeah, yeah but just the, the mannerisms of the mum and, you know, the, oh. the kind of cadence and all that, it's, you can see and you're like, fuck, that's, um, that's crazy, man. That's but crazy. no one comes from nowhere. That's the thing, like, you have to, like, George yeah. Carlin wasn't born George Carlin. He was Carlin, born... Yeah. Something that's yeah. molded him into be who he is, you know. Also, um, his daughter, um, what a brave, brave woman to go on camera and, oh, and talk about that stuff as well. That that must have been, you know, a gut punch for her to to, to discuss that, you know, to bear her soul in front of the camera or that uh-huh. as well. She's so, not talking. She's not always talking about particularly nice things about mum and dad. Yeah, you know, she's talking about, it, yeah. You can see, you can hear the pain, you know, when she's uh-huh. talking about it, and you know that that's. Fucking brave, man. Brave. So, yeah. yeah, nothing but respect for that as well. But thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, I'm really excited to, to watch the second one. So I'll probably do that. Maybe even start on it tonight. Um, nice. Possibly tomorrow. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, you know, I'm not a big documentary fan. Um, you know, it's got to be something special to, to hold my interest. And yeah. this is this is doing it, sir. Um, so, good shout. Very good shout. Sure, yeah, I'm giving it 8 out of 10 just because I think it's fantastic. It's just it's wonderful well, stuff. For, yeah, for what I've seen so far as well, 8, 9 out of 10. Do you yeah. I mean? it, it, it's doing what I need it to do. You know, it's telling me, it's showing me what I know and it's saying, yeah, you know, but here's, you know, here's here's what's happening under under the surface that you didn't know. And, yeah. and it's a phenomenal eulogy to the man as well. And it's sort of like, that's, that's what it is. And it's almost taking, weirdly taking this long to do. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's kind of snippets out there, maybe kind of shorter documents, but yeah, yeah and, and he needs a um I mean Bill Hicks and all that, they've they've already had this kind of mm. stuff See, done with him. Um, you know, and he's you know, he he's what made these guys so yeah, as it's overdue. You're right, man. It is it's yeah. proper overdue. Yeah. Very odd. But yeah, excellent. It's on Sky Documentaries, fantastic watch. Um mm-hmm. 
And on from that, we move on to probably the polar opposite. Um, we go into a horror movie called Come Play, um, which is on Sky Movies, available or yeah. yep, anywhere like that. Um, yeah. It's directed by Jacob Chase. It says debut feature. It is based on his short that he caught that he done a few years before called Larry. So yeah. it's sort of a, an extension of that if you get a chance to find that. The plot of this one is there's an autistic boy um, who's who uses his sort of phone and the tablet screen to sort of communicate with his parents. He's sort of high functioning, but he doesn't speak. Um, and basically there's a, there's a creature called Larry who sort of communicates with him through the mobile device yeah. um, and wants to be his friend and obviously things don't communicate through a mobile device and want to be your friend and um, <laughs> this is this is causing him problems his parents problems the kids around him problems is, is this creature called Larry is trying to basically bust through into our world and, and sort of take the young boy to be his friend um, yeah. in a very yeah. nice way um, in, a, in a nutshell in a nutshell um, and I film you that Gillian Jacobs, she plays his mum. Um, yeah. John Gallagher Jr., who never became as big as I thought he should have became, um, plays his dad. Uh, Az Robertson plays a young boy. Um, there is an up. There's a bunch of other people in it, but they've not. They've sort of the three main people yeah, in it. They, no they, one else they, yeah. much else in it. Yeah, um, they're, they're the focus definitely. And yeah. um, I've talked a lot as a horror fan. What do you think of this one? Oh, um, so the first thing I want to say is um, in, a, in a weird kind of way. Um, I've kind of associated this film with Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> well, think about Wreck-It Ralph 2, what it's all about, and, and you know, that scene at the end. Where That's for a point, yes. He yes. just wants a friend. Do, do you know what he I mean? He wants I'm a friend, like, yeah. So, yeah. He's got this film out in 2020, so it's a couple of years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's been out for a year. Um, I, I kind of went in with low expectations because yes. it's a on Sky that I'd never heard of. Um, so yep. immediately I, my, my, my kind of hackers were up. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. Yep. Um, I enjoyed it more more than I thought I was going to enjoy. And I mm. think the premise was really, really good. Um, mm. the, 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 it, the, the, first, the first half was way, way, way superior to the second half. Yes, yes. There was genuine a couple of genuine moments in the first half where you know it was like kind of that's fucking creepy. Quite creepy. Yeah, the very kind of Babadook meets Poltergeist. Yeah, feel to it. That's, um, what I, that's the vibe I got from it. I actually think I kind of got a wee joke with we, we, we one of the kind of fights in it. Yeah, like, oh, a couple of them. I did generally get a wee bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and it was creepy, but I think what, what really let it down in the second half was the CGI. Um, it's not CGI, that's the problem, a lot of it. What was it not? Well, it let, a it lot of practical stuff. Well. I quite, I quite liked the fact a lot of it was practical, but it did come across a little bit of hokey at times. I agree. Yeah. Um. The 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 monster and I, I found kind of cute. Um. In a weird kind of way, and you know, you find yourself like you look, but he's just want a pal. Well, that's that's the line you got across. You know, you can't. Yeah. The, the premise of he, he's he's not a demon. Yeah. He's not a demon out to kill the boy. He doesn't want to kill you for the sake of he, killing. It's not, you just, know, he wants a buddy. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I'm lonely. I want a pal. Be my pal. Do you but know what t- I mean? T- that, taking that, someone away to be your friend isn't really a friendship. It's it's, prop, yeah, I, yeah. I get fine so, line between so, abduction and friendship. Aye, the fine line between abduction <laughs> and friendship. Um, so that's what made it interesting. Was 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 that they had, they had to be the creature? They had to be sort of scary enough that you would look at it and go, "Fuck me, that's not yeah. something from this world." But yeah. also, it had to be sort of. I had to almost have a childlike quality to it. Which it, it does. It does. Yeah, yeah that yeah, you have yeah. to feel kind of sympathetic to something. Yeah, it it doesn't always feel malevolent. You know, you do yeah. feel. You know, at times it does. And you're like, you know, you know, take his hand, Ben. You know, be peaceful. Yeah, like, he's fucking Fred. You know, I'd be tempted. I think I'd be like, yeah. oh, do you know, like, <laughs> like I've loved worse. I've been um, home late at night with worse. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, 
it does rely heavily on tropes. Um, you know, oh, it's, yeah, it's not huge. it's not reinventing the genre no. by any stretch at all. You know, it is full of tropes, and you pretty much, I think, you're always five minutes ahead of the script as well. Very much so. But yeah. as a script, it's only it is ninety minutes long, so it does move at a decent pace. It, it, you, it, you're not that far ahead whenever it's you're ahead, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't labour, but just that, that second half, I think, just it's just where it kind of started slipping and. I don't think it was all practical. There was a couple of scenes where yes, you know, was, it, it yeah. was like, you know, that that's like PlayStation 2 character <laughs> running a about bit, at yes. times. Um, yes. And that, that kind of took me out a wee bit. But it much, much better than I thought it was going to be. I think the standout was Jillian Jacobs. Uh, we do adore from Community. Um, I thought she was the best thing in it. Um, Jillian Jacobs, did you not enjoy it? I don't know. No, I actually thought, the, I thought the young boy was good in it. Um, I thought he played it well. I don't know if he was artistic or not. But, I don't you know, think he is, but yeah, kudos yeah. to the kid for his, that. It's a hard. His friend Bully in it, I thought, was an, I, I, he had a face I would not title punching. Yeah, uh, he was a wee dick. He was a wee dick, <laughs> wasn't he? He's a little shit. I do not like you. Both of them. And one of them's yeah. not a hate crime. I just think he was a dick for doing it the way he did. Yeah, um, yeah totally. No, totally. I actually thought Gillian Jacob and John Gallagher actually felt a little bit of a place in it. I feel like they're, they're not horror actors. I felt like they, they actually felt like they were almost not really aware of what to do. Because being in a horror film, there's a certain type of acting it needs to, to do it, and that's why you do get people who can't do it because it's a skill as much as acting in romantic yeah. comedy or acting in you know. In there was definitely overreactions to the situations. Um, at times you were like, "That's yeah. not, that's not the right expression for." It was a bit just running about going. When I, she was telling her husband what happened. It's like when mm. I come in the room, all the lights were going on and off, and she went and turned the lights on and off and going, "Right, everyone knows we got lights yeah, going on and off." Yeah, like, I found that like, strange as well. I'm like you're like, running around <laughs> the room, turning lights and like. We, I think we understand. Yeah, I think I know a light going on off is like, you know, so I felt um, so strange. The husband that I thought he was particularly bad, um, I was never ever convinced by him. No, and I like but, him as an actor um, as well. It's a shame. Yeah, where else has he been in? Um, he's in uh, Short Term 12. No. Alison Brie, really good. He's, I think he's a big stage actor, actually. So very right. big on stage. Right. He's in that right. one, The Newsroom as well, the Aaron Sorkin um, TV show. Right, okay. So, he's a very good actor, so, so, you know, in, just not in this film. Apart just, from I, just, again, I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think she I don't think she's a bad actor. She's also a very good actress. Yeah. But I think it's just, there's a certain type of mentality in a horror film that yeah. some people can do. Like, almost some people who are too good an actor or sort of too serious an actor can't get to the level of what a horror film is. Like, I'm always mm. surprised by how good Tony Collette is at it. Yeah, Because she yeah. she's top-level act, like, actress. Yeah. But she can also do... Horror, and this is this does this is not trying to be sort of this new wave of like, um, sort of new horror, the sort of like horror that's not a horror. It's quite plainly a horror. It's trying to go yeah. for that vibe. So yeah. it has it, it, it's not being sort of above itself. So maybe they maybe they're slightly miscast the sense that maybe they're, they're overthinking it. Maybe they think they're in the A twenty four film when yeah. they're they're, they're, not, they're more in a not. um. Who's a guy? The big. Blumhouse, for, like, no, Blumhouse, it's more Blumhouse, yeah. Blumhouse than A24, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I do like that, that horror more and more is embracing technology as, you know, it, 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 it's kind of platform. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying that. And I, I think, think that it's a logical progression. Kids stare at phones all day long, you know, so if you want to frighten a fucking kid, kids, show them a movie about a monster on a phone. Yeah, make <laughs> the thing work. that you carry with you no matter where you are. You go to the yeah. toilet, you take it with you. You're lying in bed, you probably have it next to you. You go, you know, yeah. there's where you are. Your phone or your watch type thing is on you at all time. So make that the idea of horror. Same like it used to be 
the house was a place of horror because that's where you spend all your time and that's where you were. So like if something yeah. invades your home, that's the scary. It's just invading the suburbs and poltergeist, that's what makes it scary. Yeah. So the thing that you have in your hand all the time is scary. Like, you know, yeah. what made Friday the 13th so scary? Everyone dreams. You know, something like, it's everyone sleeps. So yeah, I'll the idea of Nightmare on Elm Street, not yeah. Friday the 13th, yeah. sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street, the idea of like, you cannot escape this. Totally, sir. And it's same with this, you know, it's in your iPad, it's in your phone, it's on your TV, and yeah. it can come and get you as as and when. I guess it's been explored previously in things like ringing and stuff like that as Host well. Host as well was a good example yeah, of lockdown. Yeah, but it's good to see it more and more becoming more relevant, and it'll be interesting Aye. to see where they take it next as well. Aye. But yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a terrible horror, but as horrors go, it wasn't a good Horror, no, it was. I think it was. Uh, I think it punched about higher above its weight than I think it should have done. Yeah. It's still not. It's still not in the A twenty four range, but it's sort of like these sort of really high concept horrors that work yeah. insanely well. But yeah. it's a better example than some of the ones we've watched recently. Um, yeah, oh, I watched yeah. one recently called Slapface. I don't know if you've seen that one. <laughs> no. it's, it's, it's kind of a bit like that film Antlers. Remember you saw the film Antlers? I remember Antlers. Yeah. It's kind of like that, and it's like it's there's a like a witch creature in the forest that sort of becomes a sort of young boy sort of like carer because his brother keeps slapping him. They play slap face. That's where the title <laughs> of the film comes from. Um, <laughs> I could just imagine this monster up with slapping and just running away. Just it it is a really shit title. The film itself was a bit <laughs> average, to be honest. And this is sort of, it was, this is a sort of, a kind of similar idea to it, but just done like better, I, would, I think. So I actually... I would end with very low expectations mm. for yourself and actually found myself enjoying or embracing it a lot more than I thought. More, than, more than I thought. Yeah, it's a good um, Friday night it, film. Friday night film. Yeah, lights out, yeah. Friday night. It's one that if you watch and you had to take the bins out, you'd probably get the jitters. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Fuck, but I, don't I, I mean, I wouldn't lie, halfway through I did turn a light on. You know, just, just, <laughs> put the phone down, turn it, turn it aye, right the other way. Aye, definitely, definitely put the iPad outside the room just in case. You know, just... <laughs> but yeah, just now and again, um, the, the kind of creature took me took me out of it. And see, I thought I thought it was quite yeah as well. And um, with the last half hour was a bit of a, a bit of a kick up. The, the final yeah. couple of shots so were, were, were actually a lot more impactful than I thought they might be. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, totally. When he peers over the banner, thing like that, and you're like, oh, I, I yeah, was genuinely quite, quite, quite a moment there. So I was actually quite touched yeah. by that. So yeah, I, yeah. It, there were some very odd logic moments in it as well. Plot points didn't really fit together, but you <laughs> know, de- definitely, but, but you kind of get that in every horror film and every sort of film of this. You have to sort of take a set a certain amount of jumping, you know, to you know, to believe in something. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. Out of ten, what you it? Um. Going to be a dick and give it four, pushing four and a half. Oh, I'm getting about six. Quite, a six. Well, yeah. I, I, five out of ten. There you go, average of five, which again, we've said many a time before, a five-star horror movie does not make it a bad movie. It just means it's not... It's tr- it means it's adhering to its tropes. It's not busting out of the tropes, essentially. Yeah, there's not, still... many, not many horrors do, unfortunately. Yeah, um, and it's 93 yeah. minutes long, I mean, honestly. No, it, it actually moves. It, it doesn't feel laboured at any time at all. No. It does kind of, you know, it starts and, and it just kind of takes knows, you with I, it. It's, it's got an angle and it's not trying to labour it in any way. Um, um, I've been intrigued to see something. I've seen a couple before that have been based on concept kind of YouTube shorts and sometimes mm. the shorts are much better. So I'd be quite interested to find the short. I'm maybe trying to do it tonight. Yeah, it's called Larry. So I'm actually on YouTube. So it's called Larry. 
that's the name yeah. of the creature um, in this. So. Usually they're creeper because you end up watching them on your phone as well. And I think that's what gets you. You end up sitting on yeah. the device that, that's going to fuck you up anyway, watching this figure. And you're like, oh, God. So I'll maybe try and watch that before when the lights out and see if I can. Well, it's a short it. film. You can be quite concise. You don't have to put, you, you can be quite simple with the story as well. You can be much, yeah. you know, you can be at a better point much quicker. So, yeah, yeah. but um, that's the short film called Larry. Um, anyway, that is us for this week. Next week, we have got, well, we're going to talk at length about Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I'm going to go and see it. We shall, sir. We shall. We shall, sir. We shall. <laughs> we shall. You're um, going to bust my bubble on me. I can yeah, tell already. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I am a Tom, I'm maybe not a Top Gun fan, but I'm a Tom Cruise fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Absolutely. I'm also a Jennifer Connelly fan, so I'm a big fan of Jennifer Connelly in every way. So I'm intrigued and to see Miles, it. Miles Teller, we both quite enjoy Miles Teller. And you know what I like in it? The guy who plays... Really handsome fucker who's in everything. Hangman, yeah. Hangman, he is insanely handsome as a human being. It's quite irritating just how fucking handsome that man is. He's like the anti-army hammer. Yes. He's like army, but nice. I'm going to put it out there right now. That to me should be Mister Fantastic. Potentially, maybe a bit young. Possibly, they need to just kind of aid. They're going to go young. Hang your bang, Mr. Fantastic. Anyway, anyway, uh, so we'll go for another day. I know. Yes. <laughs> um, also, this week in a film I'm really excited to see, I don't think it's going to get much play as it should do, but I'm a big fan of TV series, and that is the Bob's Burger movie. Oh, um, I've seen, so I was telling a story to tell us what to do when I went to see Flight of the Concords um, about four years ago. He yep. was he was the warm up act for Flight of the Oh, Concord. was he? I've good? never seen, but I've never seen Bob's Burgers. He was really funny, but I've never seen Bob's Burgers. So he was like, I'm the guy in Bob's Burgers. I've never seen it. So I don't know who right, okay. that was. I knew, knew of it, but I never watched it. He's really, he was really funny. His stand up's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bob's Burgers is fantastically funny. It's very sweet as well. Um, it's it's on all on Disney now. So if you want to watch all of it, you can watch all of it. I might, um, I might jump into it. Yeah. I think the film itself, you don't need to know much about it. Um, yeah. It's sort of very much its own little universe world. So I'm yeah. I'm very excited to see this because it's, it, it's <laughs> a very good voice cast and it I like. Seemed, it seems weirder because Bob's Burgers doesn't seem that relevant anymore when you've got things like Rick and Morty now, and it seems I like they've, maybe, the time, they've maybe know. missed missed that that kind of peak point. Possibly. possibly, possibly, yeah. but um, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see yeah. what it's like. And um, that's pretty much all that's out of cinema this week. There is one on Amazon Prime that I'm going to push you to watch called Emergency. Okay. okay. Which is about, it's basically, it's an Animal House frat party, okay, that goes awry in a very unique and interesting way. Very relevant in this world right, as we are right now. Oh, I'm getting monkeypox COVID vibes here. I'm not, quite, not quite, not quite, not oh, quite. Um, oh. But well, the plot of the film is, big massive frat party. Um, everyone's having a great time. There's a, I think it's, a, I think it may be a white guy and a black guy. I'm not sure if it's both. But anyway, there's two friends, or there's two black guys, I think it is. Um, and essentially, they come back to the, after the frat party, they come back to the, the, the frat, their frat house, and there's mm. a dead white girl in the, in the room. Mm. But they have this problem of like, we can't call the police because. You've done it. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. yes. Yeah. So they make this decision to, to dispose of the body. Sounds Hitchcock almost. Ah, it's it's, it, yeah. it's it's sort of taking the frat party, putting a bit of an anatomy of murder onto it a little bit as well. And it's sort yeah. of like, it sounds it's it, it's really intriguing. I've heard really good things about it. That it's almost oh. like it's two films, but sort of weirdly meshed together in an odd odd way. So I'm very intrigued to see it. I will watch that. I've been very good. So I've watched lots of. You week. did watch lots of this I'll, week. Yes. I will I'm also got well. one Kenobi's out as well. This next Obi-Wan week. Obi-Wan starts to watch. I think there's a double header to start. Double header tomorrow, yes. So I will watch that as well. So yeah, stuff to talk about next week. Um, so folks, listen.
Yes. Listen, listen. <laughs> Even if you don't, I'm still going to do this next week anyway. So I've got nowhere else to do next Thursday. Tell me where to find us. Number three. So that's the number three, not T-H-R-E. Number three beers in the movie. Uh, we're on Gmail, Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're even on Facebook. Um, look us up. Sit, there's a wee button on there that says, you know, like. Use it. It's there for a fucking reason. Um, so, get, get, yeah, man. Yeah, interact, man. That's the point. That's the whole... Oh, it's 2022. Interaction, man. Back and forward. Come on. Give us love. I've been Your calling you. Larry. Or, or um, Army. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, the panel's just out. Just before we go, there's a documentary getting made apparently about the Army Hammer family. And apparently the shit we've heard about Army is a tip of the iceberg, motherfucker. That family's got some dark, dark secrets apparently. Oh, that, that could be one to watch. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I'm intrigued. How much darker can you get? Yeah. I'm going to eat you and kill you and stuff yeah. like that. Um, that's intriguing. I've been Colin. You've been Richard. And we've been. Three beers in a movie.